Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Well, hello, Mr. Burnett. How are you today, Mr. Jerry? Hello, Steve. Doing well and yourself? I'm good. I've just made as much noise as I possibly could during their opening. How's that? You know what? You made way less noise than the dogs barking or the neighbor's motorcycles. So it's That's all true, good. I guess. It's all good. Man, it's Wednesday. I'm glad we are here. Everybody's healthy. Um, I agree. Now, Jerry, yes. I, I, I just want to throw it out there. I know you are a huge fan of the Middle East. Middle East. Okay. Yeah, well, the Far that. East. The Far East. I didn't know that. Yeah, you, I I specifically remember all the stories you used to tell me. Not about the people, not about the the Warcraft. You know, like the the martial arts. Not about the oceans. What about that? Your favorite part of the Far East is the Gong. The Gong. And Nash, today, um, yeah, National, is Gong, National Day. Gong Day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so this day was dedicated for you, Jerry. Well, do you know what else this day is? What? Nat- National, if I can get it out, Peaches and Cream Day. It is. And I love peaches. So do I. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> and in fact, a trip to Georgia is not far away to get some fresh peaches. They're they're about to. Oh, Maybe some of our oh, listeners oh, will send us some. Mm, well, we've got a bunch down there in Georgia. Man, Georgia, Georgia's giving us lots of love, and yes, I'm so are. happy for them. Yes, indeed. <laughs> for a week or two, they beat our home state. Yeah. Had more downloads from Georgia than we did from Kentucky. Yeah, so, yeah that's saying a lot. So, Jerry... Yes, week Steve. after week, okay. month after month, I have given you endless examples of good dad jokes. Okay. If and you say so. I have. And I bet in your mind, you're wondering, where does he keep all of those dad jokes? I know where you keep them because usually you don't even think about it until I start mine and you grab your phone and look one up. And here lately you have your book. 
Yeah, I do. I do indeed. So is so, that neither one of those where you're going to tell me you got today's at? What? No, I exactly. I, I just. Where'd you go to get this one? I, I have them all safely secure in a database. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So weak. <laughs> what? So that was weak. amazing. Amazing. I'm telling you, if you want good dad jokes, there's a Reddit, subreddit, dad jokes. And the best dad jokes aren't there. The best dad jokes are in the comments. Mm. That's where the really good ones are. I see. I don't even know where I got this one. I think it was from Reddit, but I'm not sure. Why don't skeletons fight each other? Why? Because they don't have the guts for it. (laughs) One of my favorite shirts, and you can usually buy it at like Walmart or Myers or somewhere around Halloween. It's two skeletons, and one of them grab is is holding the other one's spine and says, "I got your back." Yeah, I love that. No bones about it. That makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. I mean, it's no skin off my back to buy you a good shirt sometime. There you go. I'm sorry. I can't stop. Please stop me. Speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and do real quick one of my subjects. Oh. One of my topics. Dig it right in. it. it, It ties in with your bones and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me? Yeah. This is a G-rated show, sir. A woman (laughs) found an ancient mastodon tooth on a beach in California. During Memorial Day weekend, she was strolling on a California beach. She saw something sticking out of the sand. She took a picture of it. Didn't know what it was. It was like a foot long. She took a picture of it, and she was at the Eptos Creek in the Rio Del Mar State Beach located in uh, or right off Monterey Bay in Santa Cruz. And she went on Facebook and posted it, the picture and was asking people for help trying to figure out what the crap it was. And she finally got her answer when Wayne Thompson, a paleontologist, collections advisor for the Santa Cruz Museum of Natural History, got in touch with her and said, lady, this is an ancient mastodon tooth. It's been preserved for many, many years. They think somewhere between uh, five to 10,000 years ago. And uh, he's like, this is a huge find. Oh, wow. She's like, well, I took a picture and left it. (gasps) They went back, or she went back, and and dug and dug and couldn't find it. So she then went back to Facebook, posted everything that had happened. Here's the picture of what I found. Here's what this expert is saying it was. Could people begin to try to help me find this? And uh, it was a week or so later, and uh, Jim Smith of nearby Eptos City, and uh, he found it. He donated the tooth to the museum, and it's now being displayed. Here's a picture of the uh, tooth. Holy buckets. That's the picture that she originally put on Facebook. Wow. You have to put that on online, on a link underneath. That's neat. That is I will. That was pretty cool. All of it. Her finding it. You know, what are the odds that the expert would someone, you know, this wasn't a friend of hers, the paleontologist, but when she put it on Facebook, you know, all our friends got it and their friends got it and their friends got it. And someone tagged this uh, paleontologist and he knew what it was and he contacted her and it was gone. 
and she went back to Facebook and a bunch of people started helping her look. And thankfully the guy that finally found it was willing to turn it in and give it to the museum. You know, it's funny how that works on Facebook. Literally, I did a video a few weeks ago to promote my real estate business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that video was shared like 25, 27 times. But it has almost a thousand views at this point. Okay, darn. <laughs> it's crazy. And you know, that's those are not all my people. So sure. I, I just Facebook it can be a huge boon to society. Absolutely. It really can. All social media can if be. used correctly. Exactly. You can know, that's what it comes Not saying to. it always will be, but it certainly can be. Right. Crazy. Absolutely. So did you have a good week? I did. That was the new job you were telling us about last week going? Uh, it's going well. I uh, know, you know, I'm learning all kinds of new stuff and doing new stuff and becoming kind of a computer geek like you. And <laughs> you um, so, you know, it's very good. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very in my element there. You know, my primary job at this point is recruiting, hiring, and onboarding drivers. You know, we had to do that all the time in real estate or retail. So uh, the process is what I had to learn. Now that we got that, we're we're actually making the process slimmer and faster for for the company. So it works out good. Very nice. So, yeah. Glad to hear you like it. Yeah. That's the important part. You and I were discussing earlier. I made the comment that if I'd had a factory job, I think I would have lost it. I just can't. I don't have the patience. I don't know if I have ADHD, but I, I do not have the patience to do the same thing repeatedly over and over. And I'm aware there's many different types of factory jobs and many aren't doing the exact same thing, you know, multiple times over and over. But yeah, I, I could not have done that for a living. Have I ever told on air the story of my factory experience? I don't think so. I When you told it tonight, I'd heard it before, but I'm pretty sure it was not on air. <laughs> the only job I ever just walked away from was at a factory and I wouldn't recommend it. I, I'm not about uh, burning bridges, even at a factory. I mean, even at the worst job you could possibly have uh, because you never know, you don't yeah. know what the situation is going to be and how you're going to be back to it. But man, <laughs> that, so the setup was we, we were building the, the fact, and I'm not going to name the factory, but it was here local in one of the towns local. And we were making uh, power steering hoses for Subarus. And my whole job, the entirety of my job was to take this little piece of metal and stick it in a hole. It would clamp this little thing on it. I throw it in a box. That was it. And right in front of me, about where this computer screen is, was a counter to let me know how many I'd done that day. And if you scroll up in front of that, huge clock right in front of me. Couldn't get away from it. It was there minute by minute, hour by hour. Second by second. Second by second. If it had a second hand. If the factory was quiet, you could hear it tick. You know, it was like one of them old school clocks that they had on the wall. So anyway, I'm sitting there and it's like my third or fourth day. And, you know, um, I'm a generally positive person. I try to be positive. I try to think of solutions and ways to make things better. So the lady that was beside me in the line was the line leader. And I'm using air quotes. She was the team leader for 
of that particular line. There was like eight of us on this machine. And I look at her, and it's a couple hours before lunch, and I'm like, do you think it'd be possible, like, after breaks, that we just kind of rotate the line a little bit? That way everybody's getting a little fresh after every break or whatever. And this woman, this woman, I, I wouldn't know her today if she came up and slapped me in the face, I promise you. This woman looked at me like I had three heads. And in the most arrogant, uh, judgmental, grotesque way, she says to me, um, you're not qualified to do my job. Now, Jerry, I'm a calm dude. But listen, her job was this, and I kid you not. She took the little thing I threw in a box, and she hung it on a line. Where that, it went to the next guy. And it would roll down the little line to the next guy who would put a hose on it <laughs> and a clamp. Yeah. That was her job. I'm not that was the job you weren't qualified for. Yeah. I wasn't qualified to take a thing out of a box <laughs> and hang it on a line, yeah. apparently. And it didn't require any heavy equipment. She didn't even have to wear safety goggles to do her job. <laughs> I had to have safety goggles on because whatever. Yep. So while I stewed about it, I stewed about it. And here's the number, Jerry. I will never forget this number. I should use it for passwords, but I do not. It's 4421. 4,421 is how many of those little things I had done before lunch. Because that's where the counter was when I went to lunch. I sit there. I had my lunch. And... I stewed. I figured I'm going to have my lunch, which will calm down. As the clock got closer to go back to work, I was like, I can't do it. Can't do it. I packed my little bag up, went out to my, I had a green Ford Arrow Star at the time. That's how long ago this was. I got my little Arrow Star and I hightailed it home. I was done. Quit. Finished. Yep. <laughs> couldn't take it anymore. Simply couldn't take it anymore. Can't say I would have been any different. Yeah, no, I was my last experience. I was like, this is not it wasn't long after that that I came to Nicholasville to work at Big Lots. Yep. So that's how long ago it was. Gosh. Long time. <laughs> Real long time. Oh man. Amen, double. Love people, love to succeed. Um, just just like to enter I'm an interaction person. I'm a talker. I'm a relationship builder. I don't like that isolation. And uh, when I would drove a truck, that really pushed me to the very brink. I didn't know when I stopped driving the truck, I didn't know if I'd be able to go back to working with people because you, you become so isolated. You start talking to yourself. You start getting into your own brain a little bit. And it's hard to come back out of that world. Just saying. Was it really hard? For you to come back? Yeah, it really was. If I hadn't had, because, you know, I, I stopped driving because I was injured. And I was off work for a long time. If I hadn't had that break in between, I don't, I, it would have been a very, a much more difficult process. You would have been fine. You think so? You are an extremely extroverted person. I've known you since you were 16 years old. I've never seen you, yeah, you knew come me close. Sexy sex. Yeah. you well, that was back before you had glasses, so I'm sure you thought you were. You couldn't see worth crap. So, yes, I guess I did. But, yeah, you, you've never had a problem in that respect, and I don't foresee. You, you could have worked 
driving a truck for 10 years and you weren't with them for near 10 years, but I still think you would have found it very easy to go back to being the extroverted Steve you've always been. So you want to, you're ready to get into some of these topics. Well, I already have. Oh yeah, you have. The Mastodon Tooth. So let's get into, uh, I'd like to talk about my first topic is coming from a weird perspective, probably a perspective you're not going to follow. But something we probably all heard about. Yeah, definitely want to talk about um, the unfortunate uh, submarine issue out at the Titanic. Now, the facts are, we'll just cover the facts real quick because you can go anywhere and see what the facts are. Basically, it's a submarine about the size of a large propane tank. <laughs> it's not very big. It's big enough for five, a five-person team, a pilot, and four crew. Um, it has on board 96, 96 hours worth of oxygen. Um, it does not have a bathroom. They pass around a bottle. If you've got to go, that's what you get. Um, this thing is steered by a video game controller. <laughs> Um, and you and I talked a little bit before as to how does something like this ever get okayed or licensed to be a business? $250,000 per passenger. Quarter of a million. Quarter of a million dollars to go in the middle of the ocean, drop 13,000 feet, and explore the wreckage of the Titanic. Um, a lot of problems with this. There's lots of news stories coming out that uh, this had a history of going down and losing communication for a bit when it went down. Um, in fact, they just kind of had, it had happened so often that they just kind of chucked it up to one of the things, you know, one of the quirks about it, that it would lose communication and pick up communication. This thing has no GPS on it. So basically, they're on a ship above the Titanic, and the goal is to drive, you know, just to fall straight down onto the Titanic. Um, and the last, the last time it was out, um, they spent four hours looking for the Titanic, and they were only 500 yards away because um, it's dark, you know, at this at, we're at the levels that the Titanic is resting. Um, so anyway, on this particular cruise, uh, cruise, <laughs> I won't say cruise, but on this particular voyage, um, there's five people. Obviously, if you're paying $250,000, you're, you're quite well off if you can afford that to go to the, the depths. But also on board is the owner of the company who owns the, the submarine. Um, and while there is still hope for these people, um, they are set to run out of oxygen sometime early tomorrow morning, um, in which case it will become a recovery, not a rescue. And that would be really, really terrible. I can't imagine being one of the five people on board this thing with no food. They don't have, they, you don't carry food because you're only supposed to be down there a few hours. Um, and just know that your oxygen is going to be out very soon. I, I just, unless there was a catastrophe, and they don't know yet. They don't know if it was an implosion, if something busted. 
obviously they don't have any way of contacting the submarine because it doesn't, the communications aren't working. Um, but that's kind of where we're at right now. But here's the thing that I'm concerned with, and it has nothing to do with any of that. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm the wrong one here, but on social media everywhere, there are hundreds upon hundreds of memes making fun of the people that are on this submarine. Saying, yeah, I'll give you a quote on one. One says that, uh, yeah, I'm white, but I'm not $250,000 rich to go to the bottom of the sea and look at a ship in a propane tank white. Um, some of them are... Um, Mark safe from being on a submarine at the bottom of the ocean. Um, some of them, um, I mean, they just don't stop. And I just want to know why we think that it's okay because to, to make fun of these people, is it because that they are rich? And we're jealous that they're rich and they're trying to live their best life? Is it because I I just can't wrap my hand around why while in the middle of this human tragedy, and that's what it is. Sure, it, a disaster. It, Absolutely. Why it is okay. There's several of them that are showing when they wake up tomorrow what they're going to see, and it shows a picture of the inside of the Titanic with all the people in it. And I'm thinking, what the hell is wrong with you people? Yep. I agree. I, you, you regard, you take the money factor away from these folks that are on the sub, the sheer terror. And if they are still alive, everything that's going through their minds, because now they have a date stamp, they have a time stamp on, on their life. Yep. This, these are people's fathers, dads, brothers, sisters. There's families that are, really affected by this it doesn't matter how much money they have absolutely and, and it that's really the thing that is bothering me today about this you know there for every story you see about what a tragedy it is and all of the i mean herculean rescue efforts that are happening right now. numerous countries there's four countries with the best navy stuff that they possibly can get there in time right now looking for this we have navy vessels that their whole job is to find um uh what are those things uh mines to right that have the best sonar in our united states navy trying to find these things these people before their time is up not only yeah. do we have to find them we have to figure a way to get this submarine up it's twenty-seven thousand pounds so if it is a mechanical failure and it can't help, how do you lift something? And you have that's to two be, and a half miles deep. That's two and a half miles deep and has to come up at a particular rate of speed because you, if it comes up too fast, you kill the people inside. Yep. I mean, there's just so many factors in this. Absolutely double. I just do not understand where the compassion is for the people that are on board. Do now, some of the people that I've I've seen on here are making fun of them because they think that the Titanic is some sort of shrine or it's it's a somber 
a somber reminder of human tragedy. I get that. It is. And that's part of what drove them to want to be a part of it. Even more reason you keep it as a somber. Right. (laughs) You don't start joking about people, additional people who may lose their lives now versus the ones back in 1911 or whatever it was. It just blows me away. And if you're one of those people spreading those, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not on board with you, Slick. (laughs) I don't understand that kind of humor. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I I don't think if this was five regular dudes on the bottom of the ocean that we'd have this same the same response. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's five rich dudes on the bottom of the ocean, to be honest. And that breaks my heart a little bit. Yep. People are people. Yeah. I, I don't care if you're in a submarine going to look at that. The Titanic. I don't care if you're on uh, Blue Origin, one of the first trips to space that had uh, paid visitors. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's human lives we're talking about. And as you put far more elo- eloquently than I could, this is people's families, people's fathers yeah. and brothers that we're talking about. You know, these are CEOs of companies that are going to have to, I mean, and you don't even want to put it into that perspective because these are people. <laughs> You know, and I I can't, I've tried all day to put myself into a a mental state where, you know, we were just talking about working in a factory and you have to stand in one spot. These people can't even stand. They can barely sit upright. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I saw a picture of this vessel. I forget the name of it. The uh, uh, Ocean Gate. Yeah, I think it's Ocean Gate. It was a picture of it taken, you know, months ago, years or so ago, whatever. But uh, I looked at it, and it was a picture of it, and it had one person sitting there. And uh, I was thinking there's five people in this little tiny space for several hours, yeah. which is the original intent. I think they, if I remember right, they went down at, they submerged at like 8 a.m., and they were supposed to be back up that afternoon, 3, yeah. 4 p.m. Yeah. And, uh Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't get My it. thoughts and prayers are with them. I certainly hope they find them. I mean, at this point, it's going to take a lot. Uh, we're, we're talking about how many hours of oxygen. First of all, for them to still be alive, the submarine has to have yeah. not lost power. Right. If it's lost power, it, you know, there's, there's no hope. Even if it has not lost power, um, it still has to be found in the next few hours. Or and it has to be intact. It has to be intact. It can't have ruptured anywhere. It, yep. There's so many, so many different, I mean, worst case scenario, if it loses in hull integrity, basically it crinkles up like a, like a soda. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that actually might be the best thing that could have happened to the people. Better than it. running out of oxygen. Yeah. That'd I can't imagine the way to go. Hell yeah. You got that right. I, I just and it, it would be very long and drawn out, which is what you're alluding to. Yeah, the other miserable. way at least would be really quick. Yeah, thoughts and prayers, and hope that uh, it works out. I hope that they're found and found quickly and within it, with enough time to get them up before. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think if they find them, and I don't even think there's a way because to seal this, um, it's not like one of our big nuclear subs that have hatches and stuff. To seal this, they literally bolt it together before they drop it in. That someone has to release on the outside. They, yeah, they can't. If it miraculously floated to the surface, 
they were still just sitting there. They can't get They're out still of still sealed. Yeah. So, and they were talking about one of the guys who was supposed to be on this one and wasn't. He backed out at the last minute was because he he didn't like the fact that on the first page of the waiver it mentioned that you could die three times on the first page. This isn't like you know a pleasure boat. I mean, it's there's very real possibilities going that deep. On any case, I mean, there's a reason we didn't find the Titanic for you know almost a hundred years. Yes, <laughs> long time. So. Anywho, that was my topic. I wanted to get it out of the way because it is a tragedy. It is heartbreaking. But for us to just, for humans to be making fun of the suffering of other humans is is really beneath us, I think. And we need to be better. Ha! I'm off my soapbox now, Jerry. Absolutely agree. How about a word from Ed Locke to cheer us up? Sound good? Absolutely. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. Well, that was quick. Good job, Ed. (laughs) Very good job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, you can call Ed if you you need help and guidance to get your credit right to be able to buy a home. Don't forget that. He can do soft pulls now. That's a cool thing. Um, that was done since he made his ads up that don't have any effect on your credit whatsoever. And if you're not ready, he can put you on the path to tell you what to pay and when to pay to how to get ready. So give him a call if you want to reach out. Kentucky, Florida. Um, call USA Mortgage somewhere, anywhere else in the country. They'll take good care of you. So I didn't know he did that. I didn't know anyone in that profession got into it, but that's a very good thing. And well, it would certainly help him as well as the client. One of the things that the reason I work with Ed so much is because we both share a passion for first-time homebuyers. We want that process. And it's very simple. I mean, we're not in it. I mean, a a good first time home buyer client that you've been patient with, that you've helped, that you've worked with to get into that home, when they're time to upgrade, they're gonna remember that. Sure. For him and me. So And they're gonna be telling in laws, outlaws and everyone in between absolutely about the great guy that helped them get there. Absolutely. So we we share that passion for first time home buyers. And uh that's one of the reasons I really like working with Ed. So he's a good guy. That he is. So my turn. Yes, sir. Through with that one. Yes, sir. Well, last week we talked about Trump being indicted. So this week we'll continue on the same course and we'll talk about Hunter Biden. He hasn't been indicted yet, apparently, but it was announced Monday, I think, that he's going to plead guilty to tax misdemeanor charges. The Justice Department announced 
Monday or yesterday, one of the two. And he also struck a deal with federal prosecutors to resolve a felony gun charge, which just blows me away. This guy in the years 2017 and 2018 did not file taxes. Since then, has filed, has paid. uh, But in both years, he owed over a million dollars in taxes. The fact that he didn't file and didn't do anything until the government come after him repeatedly is a misdemeanor. But the fact that he lied on an application to buy a gun, and here's the lie that he committed. By the way, earlier you were talking about that Kodiak, Kodak yeah, Brown Kodak Black. is saying that, or Black, I'm sorry, I called him Brown. His name is Black. Yeah, Kodak Black. That he had said that it was, that Hunter Biden had, had committed the same offense that he did. Hunter Biden lied on his application to purchase a gun. Apparently it asked on there, are you addicted to drugs? And he said, no. Which, he obviously Which who, who in the world is going <laughs> to, on this federal form, right. yep, I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted. He put, no. Years later, he said that he was addicted during that time period. That's his charge. Oh, wow. Mr. Kodak did something a little bit different. He was afraid that he couldn't pass the background check, so he used a friend's social security number. Oh, yeah, that is a little different. That's a little different. That's, that's uh, not the same charge. That's a whole lot of different. That's, uh, that's a whole bunch of different. <laughs> an article that I read didn't give an exact number, but it said that basically almost no one is ever charged with what Hunter Biden was charged with. But yet that's the felony in this double 2017, 2018, when he decided to not file taxes. I'm sorry, I said he owed at least a million dollars. He owed at least $100,000 in federal taxes in both years. His income was over a million. Uh, But anyway, he has paid the taxes since, but he was charged for the the, the fact that he did not file the taxes. I guess, you know, you go so long overdue and it becomes a criminal offense. And anyway, they have uh, been investigating him for years. He, uh, this started back in 2000. 17 or 2018, a United States attorney, uh, Weiss, that was appointed by Trump, uh, began the investigation. When Joe Biden won the presidency, I'm sure you're, you're aware that U.S. attorneys are required to present their resignation letter at the change of any administration. The president, if he so desires, can keep any of them, but Traditionally, he you know he's got a lot of favors to get to be president. You've had yeah. to make a lot of promises. You've had to tell a lot of people you'd take care of them. Traditionally, the majority of those are let go if it's from a different administration, meaning change from Republican to Democrat or vice versa. At at the time, Biden and his uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland said that they were not going to let him go. That they were in. They didn't want anything to interfere with his investigation, which last week we were talking about Trump and right or wrong, you said it to you had the appearance of smelling bad. Right. Guys, if you want to know how you don't do that, if you want to know how you have the, at least the appearance, and I'm not saying that they did everything correctly, who knows? But if you want to know how you have the appearance of doing things correctly, you have the opportunity to fire the guy who's investigating your son. And you have a press conference and say, not only are we not going to fire him, he's to be given everything he needs to do his investigation. We will not interfere in any way. So with that being said, uh, it appears that the investigation into Hunter Biden has been completed. 
I'm sure most Republicans will be very, very upset. They wanted this guy to go to prison. All we've heard for years and years is about how crooked that Hunter Biden was. And for him to be let go with such two misdemeanors, one felony gun charge. And from what I read, the deal is if that he completes two years probation, I think that he's going to that's going to be dropped. They won't even be on his record. So. Four or five years of investigation come down to this. What do you think? Man, I'm just. I'm not privy to all the information that they have. I'm not privy to all of the stuff that they are. I just have this to say. It must be really good to have a dad as the president of the United States. (laughs) I'm just saying. And and, He could have done a lot more. He could have pardoned him. Yeah, he sure could. He could have let go the attorney who was leading the investigation. He could have stopped the investigation. Not Biden. But Merrick Garland certainly had the power to stop the investigation. Sure. Uh, he didn't do any of those things. So at least if what they say is true, he literally neither Merrick Garland nor Joe Biden interfered with this investigation. Keep in mind that, that David Weiss, the United States attorney appointed by Trump, has said numerous times that he was given everything that he was that he asked for and that in no way did anyone interfere with his investigation. So looking at it from that way, I don't know that his dad helped him. Yeah. Speaking of his dad, I your favorite guy. I I know that you have the Joe Biden um, fan club presidency (laughs) hanging at your house. Is that right? I know that you rent the space for the meetings of the National Organization of the Joe Biden Fan Club. Okay. Because, I, in fact, I even think Joe Biden has been to a couple of your meetings. Is that right? I do. Because Joe Biden had a statement yesterday that is something I heard come right out of your mouth. Which is? He quoted you, Jim. Well, you know the guy's smart guy. He's quoting me. <laughs> okay. I mean, that seals the deal there. So, and I'm going to read his quote. Please do. <laughs> he says, and I quote, okay. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Okay. Biden said in January. If you need to work about taking, I'm reading this verbatim, so it's very hard. We know how our president is such a linguist. If you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. <laughs> I've heard you sit in that chair and tell me, what do you want, an F-15 in your driveway? Absolutely. <laughs> My point was you shouldn't have them. You shouldn't have machine guns. You shouldn't have flamethrowers. You shouldn't have F-22s. You shouldn't have nuclear submarines. And you, Mr. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, say that whoever affords it should be able to buy it. So no, Joe Biden's saying the exact opposite of what I'm saying. 
No, no, he's saying he's saying you could go get your F-15s. I'm no, saying, no, no, you can't do that. That's not what he's saying. He's oh, saying he say? that in order to take, because I often bring up the fact that the Second Amendment was not for hunting rights. Right. It was to stem tyranny. And right. he's saying the exact same thing that you say. Well, you, you, a, a few rifles from a few dudes aren't going to do anything to our federal government anyway. You, you say that as tanks. well. No. Yeah, well, you have said that many times. I'm just saying that he's been to a couple of your meetings. We know this to be fact, and it's proofs in the pudding right there. Oh, jeez! All your we fault, started sir. this whole topic is Hunter Biden, and I ask you your feelings, and that's your response. No, I don't even want to get into Hunter Biden, and here's why I don't want to get into Hunter. Biden. Why is that? Because I think that. There is bigger stuff going to happen with the Bidens. And I don't know that it's going to happen while he's president. Um, referring to what? Referring to corruption. I think that this is a, there, and I don't have all the facts in front of me, so Do I don't want to really get into it. Do you have any of the facts in front of me? I have enough gut feeling oh, to tell gut. me okay. that there is going to be more that comes out involving not only Joe, and Hunter, but most of Biden's family, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, they've been, we've been hearing this for years. Oh, I know. The Republicans have had control and been investigating for half a year. And is there got to be a few facts found so far? So, w- which facts can you tell us that have been found so far? Um, well, we have. Again, I, I don't want to get into this because I don't have all the facts. You already got into it. You already brought it up. I did. You already brought it up. Specifically to say that only to say. Did you have zero facts to support no, what you said? Well, then give us a few of the facts. Listen, sometimes I don't need facts. Sometimes I can feel. Can you Have you never seen a story? Jerry's dying right here. Have you oh, never read a story and your gut tell you something about it? Sometimes I hear a story and my gut tells me a lot. I just heard you and realized that you and Donald Trump have a lot in common. No, no, I don't do not, need no. facts. Gosh. I don't need facts. He sent his advisor, Kellyanne Conway, to Sunday's Meet the Press a few years ago. Do you remember what she said when they called her out for saying things that weren't true? Well, you have your facts. We have our alternate facts. So I guess yeah, this is part no, of the. No, I'm not claiming facts. that. I specifically said. With, to begin this conversation, that I did not have them in front of me. I didn't want to go any you deeper you didn't into all it. of them. And I, I have a very strong gut feeling that at some point in the future, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. I'm hoping about that Hunter I'm wrong. Biden, very possibly. I'm I hoping wouldn't. I'm wrong. But Joe Biden, yeah, you're wrong. I don't, Hunter Biden is the only thing crap. is he really is. Let's I talk mean, about Joe for a second because, well, and not about corruption. Okay, let's talk about it. At what point do we really have to start looking at, like, elder abuse charges for his wife? For his wife? Yeah. She's allowing him to continue. Do you think she can stop him? I think that she's his spouse and is his closest living relative. Which does not mean you have the right to interfere with a sitting president of the United States of America. Take the he's a leader of the free world. Say he worked at Kroger. Would you think he's, he's the qualified leader of for the that? free? I don't think he's probably capable of picking up soda cans off the side of the interstate. Thank you. Now, if you're talking about holding someone legally liable, I don't think that there is any 
precedence to say that his wife and if the roles were reversed, it would be the exact same thing. I don't think that any spouse has the, the ability, unless you can go to a court of law and prove that they are mentally incapacitated. And if that's the case, then excuse me, but why aren't the Republicans taking him to court to do that? No, you don't I need his spouse to do it. I, I don't disagree with you, to so, be honest. Don't expect the president's wife to do this. Why aren't, if it's possible, if what you're saying is possible, then the, the leaders of the Republican Party in Washington, D.C. need to take him to court and prove him mentally unfit. <laughs> Which is Mochi's, not going to happen. We Mochi's both know that. Rough. Mochi's rough? Yeah. What's Mochi saying? She says they need to be removed from office and sent to live on a remote island with only the clothes on their backs. <laughs> That's rough. All right, then. I, I, I'm of the firm belief that if you're in Washington, chances are you're pretty corrupted. Did you hear the video or the 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 audio of the conversation from one of the uppers in BlackRock talking about how easy it is to buy off senators? No. Um, well, we should Google it and, and conversate oh, on it. Surprise me. But he basically, in a nutshell, was talking to this person who was wired. Obviously, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it was a female probably conducting an interview under circumstances, air quotes, right? But he's like, yeah, we send them 500K and we own them. That's pretty much how easy it is to buy off a senator. And, you know, they were doing it from a perspective of how corrupt it is. I just want to say how much that pisses me off. <laughs> but does it surprise you? Does it surprise me at all? And, and I'll be flat honest. If they do a thorough investigation, it's not going to be one party or the other. It's mm. probably going to be pretty equal. No, They're just both going to get slammed. And they should. And that, I'm sure not only are they doing it, they've been doing it for forever. Since, since the beginning of the, 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 the yeah. Republic. Lobbyist. <laughs> Whenever lobbyists become a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Those people don't even need the money. They just do it because they get greedy and power well. Well, anyway. maybe, but you got to remember that politics doesn't pay very well, at least at face value, right? What, what's the president's salary? $430,000 a year? 435000 something? something like that. Do you know how many in the business world, if you were to take the top 100 companies on the Fortune 500, on average of those top 100, how many employees do you think the average company has that has a salary above that? Oh, Everyone in home office. <laughs> ton of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? A flat ton of them. I, they, they've got VPs that no one even knows what the hell they're in charge of. That right. makes way more than that. Yeah. So. Bud Light knows all about that, don't they? <laughs> don't they, though? <laughs> they find out real quick that they don't always know what they know. Bud Light, by the way, is still suffering. Their sales are still down. And every grocery store and place I go that has Bud Light, the Bud Light shelf is always full, still. And it's been how many weeks at this point? The thing I would like to know is for Anheuser-Busch, what right. has it done to their sale? Because they own so many. Anheuser-Busch over, owns over 100 beer companies. Yeah. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're not hurting Anheuser-Busch. The majority of the people are probably, I say, yeah, I would say the majority. Way more than 50% of the people who decided to boycott but probably Buster. picked oh, up another Anheuser yes, Busch product. Yes, so, uh, that hurt Anheuser Busch, none. Right. So I, I would be interested to know that. Anyway. Which is sad. 
because you hope that when you begin to have those homegrown protests, you hope they can accomplish something. Right. And this time it's against a company that's so big. We're saying there's what, like three beer companies? Mm-hmm. Yinglings, uh, the Miller Company, and and basically Anheuser-Busch. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Now there's a hundred Micro million microbreweries, yes. but Anheuser-Busch is buying them up by the, the handful. Once they get to a yeah. certain level. Yeah. So what do you got for us next? Oh, that was mine. My bad. <laughs> I've got was... another good one for you. Okay. Good one. We need a good one. Well, it goes right along with the corrupt politician thing. I'm sure you probably heard Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has been indicted, right? No, I didn't hear that at yeah, all. He's been indicted. Okay. By the Texas uh, House of Representatives, senators, which is, if I'm not mistaken, 72% Republican. So this is not a bunch of liberals that indicted Ken Paxton. It's a bunch of, and there's a ton of evidence, that flat ton. I don't know if you're aware of it, but Paxton's wife, Angela Paxton, is a member of the Texas Senate. Really? Would you care to guess what she announced on Monday that she will not be doing? Re- running for re-election. She will not be recusing herself from her husband's trial. She will be doing, quote, unquote, her duty, and she will be a part of the impeachment and she will vote on her husband's impeachment. If that's not a frigging conflict of interest, please tell me what is. I don't care which side of this. If you like Ken Paxton and think that he's innocent, I don't care. But your wife should not be one of the people that's voting to see whether or not you're innocent or guilty. That's insane. It is. I mean, how is it even legal? I mean, I'm sure there's a loophole well, There's the loophole thing. is that they never assumed that husband and wife would be, you know, back when most of these laws were resurrected, women were property. They weren't running for and serving as state senators. So at the time when the laws were designed, that wasn't even an afterthought. So will it be challenged in court? Probably. Uh, it's just ridiculous at face value. Yeah. That's insane. It is. I don't get it. I do not get it. What do you have left for us? I've got one more I need to cover. I've been wanting to cover this other one for several weeks. Well, why don't you go first? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Mine's another silly little thing. You already know what it is. I've told you. Oh, really? The school. I haven't covered this yet, have I? The school on Zillow? Yeah. I told you. Did I do it on here? On air? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> And I've got nothing left. Oh. What do you have? Well, Jerry is all out. You got to go plan for the uh, uh, the next Joe Biden fan club meeting. No, I do have one more. So, yes. I, I, this has nothing to do with my topic. My topic is completely different. Um, I got two, maybe three really quick ones. So we'll just kind of blaze through them. We watched the video a little while ago and the audio about Los Angeles or Las Vegas and the aliens and the everything that's going on out there. I just wanted to bring it up because I dig that stuff. A um, couple of police body cams or at least one body cam and one other, was that a cruiser cam that they took? They Maybe. got pictures of it, of a definite thing falling from the sky. Uh, whether it crashed or landed, we don't know. Um, 
And then immediate, almost immediately after the body cam footage, the time frame of that was uh, a Las Vegas resident called and said, hey, there's a thing in my backyard and there's two beans back there. They're at least eight to 10 feet tall. And he's, he's called 911. He's got really big eyes and a big mouth. Uh, can you send somebody over? And you heard it in the 911. She's like, oh. so you have two people, I mean, subjects in in your backyard. And he's like, yes, they're looking at me. Please send somebody. And the police responded pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and then Jerry and I disagree about the next part, which is, you know, they show the interview of the cops talking to the people and then they go to the backyard. All of that's been blacked out. <laughs> and they tell you why. And Jerry says that they, and the news people say they do that out of privacy for the homeowner. Um, Which simply means the homeowner didn't give consent for that to be shown. Yeah. But uh, Steve thinks. Oh, yeah. You, you can't ahead. just, you can't block out the actual spot and then pretend no, that no it's No one ever said consent. it was the actual spot. But tell them what you think the, the reason for the blackout is. Because if there was something there, the government doesn't want to see. The government. Absolutely. Of which the local police department gladly t- gives you all the information they've got. They even they even have the audio that they give of one of their officers talking to the people. And he's like, look, we come over here really quick because on one of my buddy's uh, cameras, he saw some object coming through space and it looked like it crashed, you know? Yeah. So they, they tell you that, but suddenly they're going to try to cover it up by not allowing you into the backyard. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. I mean, even at Roswell, the first initial paperwork went out that we, we found a UFO from the U S army. Um, the next day that was recanted and said it was a weather balloon. So, um, just saying. Uh, Without a doubt, it was certainly a, what do they call it now, a UAP? UAP. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Exactly. Um, So the next thing, I just want to bullet through these real fast. Did you see the story yesterday about the green, bright green dot that they found on Jupiter? Yeah. Um, It's uh, scientists, NASA's scientists says, don't get alarmed. It's not UFOs. It's lightning. And which is really cool. And it's green because of the particular mass of clouds that it was in at the time. Jupiter is a big, you know, gas planet. It, it, there's no, there's a very small hardcore surrounded by miles and miles and miles and miles, millions of miles of gas. Um, but the cool thing about the storm is the picture that they took had to happen at a very particular point in the lightning, which is really cool. Um, First of all, the lightning on Jupiter is more than 10 times more powerful than any lightning ever seen on Earth because of all the um, instability on the planet, um, because of the gas. On light, on Saturn, for example, they, it's also a gas giant. Um, lightning strikes as many as 10 times per second. <laughs> around the planet. So just the fact that they could caught a cool picture when you first see the picture, you're like, Ooh, that looks like a big light. It is just lightning from above. <laughs> Did said, you read when the, this picture was taken? Oh, years and years and years ago. Literally. Yeah. December 30th, 2020 was when this picture was taken. Yeah. There's now telling us about it. Yeah. Which is another, it's a it, cover up. 
I wonder it took them two years. To I wonder if they just yeah, exactly. Maybe they just took them two years to figure out. Yep. Hey, that's what it is. See, um, little green Martian man has done invaded Jupiter. You heard it here first. <laughs> United <laughs> States government is doing a cover up. I don't think that that's the case, and they wouldn't have to invade Jupiter. There's nothing there to invade. However, it would so be. So you a, think it that's would what be the a great does. place to stage an invasion? <laughs> Um, and I'll just give you a preview of one of the topics I want to cover next week because it's really interesting. You're I find it, huh? You're way ahead of me. I see. I am from according to the hill.com, good paper, reputable, and it's an opinion piece by Mark Melman. I, I found it and he wrote it 12, 12 hours. It was published 12 hours ago. Um, and the question he raises are we really suffering moral decline in this country? And he goes into a lot of stats and a lot of numbers and a lot of opinions and how those opinions break on Republican or Democrat lines is really neat. Um, it is a lot of numbers, so I'm going to try to condense it down and, and have it and make it a little easier for the on airwaves. But it's it's a cool piece. Um, the answer is not what you really think that the answer would be. Um, but I'm excited to cover that next week. I'd like to give you all just a little bit of a teaser. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Very nice indeed. So, anywho, what else you got for us, Mr. Jerry? No, I think I've covered mine. Really? So, we are almost at the point of making a decision, I think, about our new podcast destination. Post, yep. Um, and that'll we'll probably be able to make an announcement about that what next week maybe hopefully um and uh so we'll we'll get to doing that uh thank you georgia thank you uh massachusetts thank you new jersey, new jersey. thank you iowa <laughs> for all of your all support kentucky obviously um our numbers this month have been really good we just want to appreciate that so um we hope to continue that growth and if you want to help us if you want to be a guest you have a good topic how would you reach out to us jerry they can email us at newsworthy with stephen jerry at gmail.com they can send us a text on the text line at area code 540-709-1318 absolutely and we just we mean that. If you have a great topic and you want to be a guest and you want to get interviewed on air, by all means, give us a call, shoot us a text. Let us know you're out there um, because the one thing about our new site is we're going to be able to do that and it's going to sound so much better and we're hopefully, you know, have a really good a good way of doing that. Um, and also allow call-in guests. Yeah, well, that's what's meant. Okay. Yeah. The so, main reason we're switching. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, uh, let's hope for a good week. Let's hope that they find these Always. five dudes at the bottom of the ocean alive, well, and get them up to safety. Uh, we all like a good, uh, good story like that. Yep. I guess the last yeah. big one about that would have been the miners down in was it South America. They got somewhere. Yeah. Um, they were down there a long time. Yeah, like a month or so. Yeah, but they had food. They had water. They weren't at the bottom of the ocean in a tin right. can. Um, Big difference. Yeah. Anywho, anyway, guys, if you can't see the light, be the light.